Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Yes, g'day, Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios. Uh, that's the Southern River Band. I think we can get Skeet Mark Reddings down to a live show with Southern River Boys. They're touring at the moment, but we'll get down to check them out. Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. G'day, Mark Reddings. How are you, mate? Hello, Scoey. Really good. Uh, nice to be here, dressing similar to you, which is nice. You've casual. Yeah, a bit casual this morning. Got that's a- similar to me, is it? Well, it's cash. It's not probably not as uh, as funky. You've got that sort of <laughs> designer grunge look about you, whatever that's called. Anyway, I love it. I love you, and I love this uh, podcast. So thanks to Shelter. Bit to talk about. So much footy, and what a huge match tonight. What a huge match last night. Nick Kyrgios, our good old mate. He's through to the semis. Well played. I was up watching. We, I know this is a footy podcast, but I, I watched it. We're just discussing uh, off air. I, I, I like I, Nick Kyrgios. Is how he is. I'll, I'll watch him. Some people, are like, I'm not going to watch him. Not going to cheer from him. Do you, do you, you accept him? I think he's, look, he's a dickhead. And I just accept that he's a dickhead. He's a knucklehead, no question. He came out this morning and said that uh, the match between he and Rafael Nadal, who's got a bit of a stomach problem, will be, should be the most watched in tennis history, essentially. I'm thinking... The greatest you know, of all time. He's never heard of John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg. Anyway, I like that, but I still think he's a knucklehead. And I won't, I won't, I'll be barracking for Nadal against him. Really? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's good. Because it doesn't rhyme. Eh? It's no. like, if he wins or loses, doesn't affect... It's not like I'm invested in Nick Kyrgios. No. He's not representing... Well, he's uh, representing Australia. Well, he doesn't think he is. He just thinks he's representing <laughs> the Air Jordans. <laughs> oh, very good. This is a West Australian theme podcast. If you haven't listened to us before, we do a preview, a review, chat about West Coast Freo, about all the other games as well. We'll get into a bit of an argument at the end of the show, which will be fun, Skeet. If you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on YouTube. You can watch us there. You can uh, have a look at Backchat or Shelter Footycast. Find us on socials, Shelter Footycast, or... Send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. And it is all brought to you by Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Now, let's get into it. Some big moments of the round. Eric Hipwood, he got off uh, during the week um, for a deliberate, well, I guess an alleged deliberate push uh, found not guilty into an umpire. How did you see that situation? I think I said the other day, I surprised that Michael Christian, the match review officer, didn't deal with this at the time because it ended up being a fine. Yes. So... Why? Why couldn't he have come to that conclusion? Why did it have to go to the tribunal? I don't. 
understand the process unless he didn't think he knew what it landed under. There was certainly a... I know probably you and I landed the same area, but there was certainly a decent um, string of the media that felt like this should have been a suspension. So... I know you and I might have a level head on it all, but there was a fair amount of people that thought you can't do that, you can't put people in harm's way with the umpire. The way I saw it was uh, it was how it was adjudicated, that it was not a football moment, but it was certainly not pre-planned and it was an instant in time that maybe he didn't expect the umpire to be there and then he ended up hitting the umpire and he got a mark. Him running on and getting the mark and kicking the goal, I don't know if that made it worse or better, <laughs> but uh, I think it's a good thing he moves on. As broken here on Monday... Didn't realise it was quite a breaking story, but West Coast came out and confirmed this during the week. Dom Sheed, season done. But we spoke about this on Monday. Yeah, with a stress yeah. sort of elements. You remember me sp- telling you about yeah. this on Monday? Yeah, I do. I, I just yeah. don't worry. I got the, got the finger on the pulse somewhere there. Yeah, well, you probably gave him a call. You were his premiership teammate. If yeah. you can't get the mail, no one can. Yeah, I don't know how I got that. Stuart Dew gets uh, an extended deal at the Gold Coast Suns. This is the biggest issue of the week, I think. 2024, he signs on to... It seems like six weeks ago it was he was he'd lost his job. Yeah, and Clarkson was going up there. Well, the only name that came into the frame was Clarkson. So if Alistair Clarkson wasn't going to coach them, then he was going to. And but also the change in form or the improvement in form has been the saving grace for Stuart Jim. He might have been given an extension irrespective. He's well liked by the players. Yep. Uh, I think they've got the bones, we keep saying this, they've got the bones for a, a final eight side. So I'm really happy for him. I think it's great. And you know what? It shows a bit of solidarity with the group because Gold Coast seems to be a, such a transient place as a footy club in terms yeah. of who they have and who they don't. And they're worried about keeping King and they've, they lost May, they lost Lynch. So I think this is nice. It just keeps equilibrium for the next, what, two years after this one. And I think it's a good move. You mentioned this is the biggest story. I think the biggest question in footy is who replaces David Noble because there's no way he's going to be coaching next year at North, is it? Yeah, I did want to speak about the coaching landscape in general off the back of that because I think it's great that they've shown some some faith in Stewie Dew. I saw Cochrane speak on TV last night. He's the CEO or president, um, yep. one, one of those Gold Coast. And he, he spoke of, just like players, you need 80 to 100 games in the system as a coach to really – get what you're doing in there. It's a, it's a different landscape to anywhere else. You can't get experience. You can get experience coaching, but not at AFL level. So this will be his fourth, fifth season. He's umpired, uh, coached 80 to 100 games. This is where he starts to really you know, come into his own. And if you go and bring in another you know, senior coach and you, you, you your whole list, Start again. it's another three years. So I think it's a great move by Gold Coast. And flipping into North Melbourne, David Noble... Like yeah, I don't I don't like you know putting the red cross on on people, but it seems like that's done. Clarkson's not going to be the guy to replace him. No, absolutely I, not. No, I mean Clarko, that's not his. No. But the question is, who and someone will put their hand up. Who wants that list? Who wants that that club to be under your commander's coach? I can't see. I mean, obviously, an assistant coach will put their hand up, and, and because they want the opportunity. But like, if you're Dean Cox, for instance, at Sydney, no, nah. I mean, there's a, there's just so many red flags with that club as opposed to the Giants where if Clarko's going to go anywhere surely that's the place where they've got some real talent at their disposal and Martin if they might keep the gig if he, if they keep winning matches so that's the fascination of the coaching landscape but yeah Essendon Matthew Lord coming out overnight and questioning the Ben Rutten situation well that's fair I think yeah it is and 
obviously Mark Mivay is only a temporary or caretaker coach at this stage. So there's, there's probably there's three clubs that I think will have question marks going into the, the off-season. And look, I assume North will keep David Noble to the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, although, come uh, around 17, 18, who I, knows? I wonder if the Tasmanian situation, which is, is, is on Gil McLaughlin's list of things he wants settled before he leaves at the end of the year, I wonder if the Tassie situation changes anything for anyone. Because if that club does happen to go into that Tasmanian solution and he's going to be a club that plays games in Tassie, maybe that is more attractive no matter the list. Like a Brisbane Lions Fitzroy merger type. Yeah, and and maybe they do get some compensation at the draft and maybe it turns into a really positive situation. You're building something from the ground up in Tasmania. So there'd be coaches keeping their eye on that. Right at this moment, if that stays in Melbourne, that football club, no one wants to coach them. I'll tell you that right now. And just remember, Tasmania is still, what, two... Yeah, no, it is. And probably the new broadcast rights, which is the other part of Gill's uh, legacy that he wants to make sure that's uh, got a nice uh, imprint on what he's done financially. And a nice little bow tied on yep. top, like, there you go, whoever takes over. Not much for you to do. We've got a Tassie team on the way. We've got the broadcast. AFLW field. Yeah. broadcast, everything in place. Well, well what's the new CAO going to do? They're just going to come in and... Just, just, just keep the rules the same for maybe 12 months. Oh. That'd be nice. <laughs> let's hope Hawking doesn't get the gig of CEO then because that could be in trouble. All right, let's get into a bit of a West Coast and Fremantle preview. Big game for the Fremantle Dockers over here at home. St. Kil- no, that's a lie. In Melbourne, <laughs> in Melbourne, at least I've pulled myself up at Marvel Stadium. Yes. I wasn't even reading. I was going off in my head. That's, that's the issue. My mind. <laughs> Don't blame Charlie no, for this no. one. He's on the money, buddy. Fremantle St Kilda at Marvel Stadium. I was thinking of the game earlier this season where Fremantle, of course, lost to St Kilda here at Optus Stadium. This is a big game for both clubs, but given we're in here in Western Australia, I think this isn't a make or break one for Freo, but if they can win, top four seems... Very, very achievable. You know, it's almost a lock. I, I don't like saying lock, but I think it's a lock. How, can it, be, this how game. can it be a lock if, if they win and Carlton both win, for instance, this weekend? I, it just it just puts them uh, the, the same. It's an eight. It's an eight game turnaround, an eight point turnaround for them. If they if they lose, it 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 separates themselves from that top four. So it's probably less about winning and locking, yep. and more about if they lose. Top four becomes harder. Clearly, yep. I agree, and it's, it's a huge game, and, and it's a big game. And St Kilda at Marvel on a Saturday night, you know, if they do, if they produce anything like they did against Carlton, they, they were pretty good. Look, the energy levels were up. We spoke to Jack Sinclair on radio last night. Thirty-seven touches. He said, "Look, as soon as that ball bounced, we knew we were on." Essentially, would have been nice to let the rest of us know beforehand about <laughs> being being on because yeah, they, they, they haven't looked on. They have, they've been very sketchy, haven't they? But no, if they are. And, that's where I'm a bit worried for Fremantle about the Saturday night at Mar. They play good footy there. That's where they play their best footy, in fact. St Kilda. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No question. Uh, Matt Taberner, I don't think he'll play. You think – what do you reckon? Uh, don't think so. They, they, can't, they can't keep doing his hamstring. If you're subbed out during a game, I can't see you playing next week unless, unless they've found that it's just – If he was a really durable player that has True. never had a hammy, then you'd, you'd go him. You know, you go, okay, I think we can get him up. But he's, he hasn't been. He's been injured all year. And do you so, play Heath Chapman oh, in the waffle or no. in straight in the AFL? Uh, waffle for Chapman. Okay. And so I know I've been a proponent no, no. of getting guys back. But Chapman's a young guy. Yeah. Been, been out for six six weeks now. It's a long time. Last played in round hamstring. 11. Yeah, round 11. So that's a huge hamstring. It's either 
it's either been a really big hamstring or he's redone it and we don't know about it because six weeks is you know a long time for a hammy. Usually can turn him around in three weeks and play in the fourth. He hasn't uh, at all. So I don't think he comes straight back in. Look, I hope he does. Great player, great future for the Freo Dockers. But they don't really need him with Nathan Wilson coming back in at the moment. So no. they, they've got the cover. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, how do Fremantle win against St Kilda? I agree with you. This is a huge danger game. St Kilda play good footy at Marvel Stadium. I think if either of us picks St Kilda, Freo will probably win. Um, <laughs> the Dockers, to beat them, uh, they need to put an enormous amount of pressure on St Kilda because even though St Kilda play well last week, mentally, they know they've been an inconsistent team. And, okay, so you say you speak to Jack Sinclair, who's had an all-time year. He'll be all-Australian halfback flank. We knew that we're on when we're out. That they will know when they're not on too. So if Fremantle can come out and put some pressure on them. That's when the that's when the mental demons start coming at, to you as a player when you've been inconsistent. And so that's what Freo need to do. And when Freo have played poorly, they haven't put the pressure on the opposition. That's that's pretty much what's dicta- basic. Very yeah. basic for them. That's what dictates their performance. If they put the pressure on the opposition, they play the way they play. They're not going to be, be beaten by many. But if they can't put the pressure on, um, like we said sorry, against Carlton, if you remember, um, had a lot of footy inside their forward line, but couldn't keep it in there, and then Carlton transitioned through it too easily, Fremantle need to bring pressure. And so that's when, as an AFL side, it gets hard because all Justin Longmuir knows is Bring pressure, you win. But but you need to string out a week of preparation and what are you telling the group? And all he'll be saying is bring your pressure, but you need to do it still. Yeah, and the forward 50 pressure. I think Griffin Logue's important to that. We saw it yeah. uh, last week. Um, and importantly for St Kilda, Hunter Clark, that was a nasty collision. Yeah. He's a broken nose or certainly there's some damage to the nose. Dougal Howard. Yeah. Now, because we're not sure about Taberner, I mean, Lobb has been the, you know, he has to be the man after kicking five. Yeah. You just wonder whether the Saints might be stretched a bit down back. Well, he's been an important player for them. He's he's been. Uh, this might be a bit of a Jared Wits for you, but he's been he's been fighting for All Australian um, fullback Dougal Howard. He's been outstanding. Is he in year. the squad as we speak? Uh, I would say he'd be pretty close to it. Yeah, okay. um, he's been outstanding. So to lose a player like that of that caliber, they do have some replacements, but I think that's a big loss for them. Who are we picking? I've actually oh, no. selected Fremantle here. Which have is, you? Yeah, I have. First, last time I selected Fremantle away from home was against the Gold Coast Suns, and we know what happened there. So I'm a bit concerned for Docker supporters, but I just think they, I think they can beat St Kilda because, as you say, the St Kilda inconsistency. Now, yep. that's only just a, it's a gut feel. That could mean that Dockers lose by ten. Exactly. Or they could smash them. And you? I'm going to go Dockers. Yeah, I, I did want to take you on with this one, but. I think having talked through it, St Kilda just just too erratic for mine, and I like the Dockers. So the Dockers go up and win that. We both pick uh, Fremantle. West Coast v Carlton Sunday at Optus Stadium. Um, a big game for Carlton. Not so much West Coast. They're going to go into every game for the rest of the year. West Coast party poopers. Yeah, correct. That, and, and nothing to lose, which which makes them incredibly dangerous. Because like, well, what have they got to win? They've got to improve as a side. They've got to get their youth going. Um, they want to send off a champion in Josh Kennedy. They've got some things to play for. But realistically, they're not really. They're either going to finish second last or fourth last. But the good thing is, I think what it can do. And people say, oh, you don't need to win because of the drafts and all that. To set up next season, yeah. if you go in winning, say, three of your last five or five of your last eight or whatever it is, yeah. that is actually a great platform for your summer program going, boys, last year was horrendous, but guess what? Once we got our, our team together, yes. everything in place, we're, we're not going to be that far away. So, yeah, I agree. Josh Kennedy, certain to come back in and, and most likely to kick his 700th goal for West Coast 
this weekend against s- his former club. Yeah, he's on six nine eight, so he's going to kick two goals. I'd back him in to kick two goals, and and again, knowing Josh very well, he'll want to kick them against Carlton. I mean, that's the whole thing for his career is, you know, his milestone games. He he does his West Coast milestone games. He still you know, acknowledges the games with Carlton, but he will know he started at Carlton clearly, and he'll. I think it'll be a nice. You know, full circle moment for him to kick those 700 goals against Carlton. So I think Josh Kennedy in for a big game. Uh, as we mentioned off the top, Dom Sheed done for the season. Uh, stress fractures through his feet. They've got a few of those guys now. Oscar Allen's mm. done, Tom Cole done, Dom Sheed done. Just those three alone. I mean, they're, they're very good players, all three of them. So, all, all, you know, um, other than Oscar, premiership players, Oscar Allen, you know, potentially next captain of the club. So you add them back in at the end of next year, at the start of next year, at the end of this year, it suddenly becomes a you know, increasingly better side. There's vast improvement in this yeah. this group. And, and like again, I just laughed at people saying the rebuild five to six years. There's a rebuild of sorts, no question, just given uh, the age of the list. But it can be done. It can really be done without um, stripping it back to the the base. I think they can they can build along the way with draft selections, maybe a savvy trade. Anyway, that's for next year. I think um, Jacob Weedering, interesting. If he plays, that, that gives Carlton – because their defence, they've been – up against it, haven't they? They haven't, haven't had a key back, but no. basically, and so, so he, he missed with an AC joint. So that'll be that'll be a big ask as well. He'll be jabbed up to play if you're coming back with an AC. That doesn't just heal overnight. An AC joint that'll be hanging around. Mm. He'd go to Kennedy. Well, he thinks so. I mean, Darling probably not his natural matchup. Is no, it? It'll be it'll be Kennedy. He'd probably play deepest as well. Yeah. So which is which is generally Josh Kennedy. Uh, do uh, Matty Pavlich came out during the week. Uh, so mm. If Freo fans are listening to this podcast. He's come out and said West Coast will beat Carlton. It sounds like a little bit like Will Schofield saying West Coast will beat Geelong. I was quite bullish on West Coast that week and I wasn't too far off the mark. I actually don't feel as bullish about West Coast this week against the Blues. Yeah. Do you? No, well, I did contemplate that, but I just kept going back to the the midfield of Carlton. Um, I think they should have won last week against St Kilda, to be honest with you. Um, They they kicked themselves out of the game. Their record in WA hasn't been great, so Pav's... Thoughts might be true. He also might be hoping West Coast does win as well because it gives Fremantle a bit of a, a chop out if they, you know, either way against St Kilda. So um, I understand his mentality there. But look, they are a, a sneaky chance in every game they play at home from now on, I would thought. Just- West, well, West Coast can match them in the midfield. Nananui played, you know, probably his best game of the year last week and he continues to build. Tim Kelly putting together a season. 40 and 2. Yeah, but he's done that regularly this year. You know, Not 40, but he's up in high 30s and been a, the best player for West Coast regularly. So I think they've got the midfield to kind of match them. With Shuey in there, I mean, he's a good player, isn't he? Um, Tim Kelly, Nananui. Uh, the back line for me is the one that's got to really stand up for West Coast. So they'll be without McGovern. I, I, I doubt he gets back for much of the year to be honest he's pretty pretty well cooked with his uh, internal inju- injuries so Barras is going to match up on a Mackay um, who goes to Charlie Kerno is the big one for mine because it probably it may have been an Elliot Yo, but is it a Rhett Bazo? is it a Josh Rotham um, Josh Rotham is probably it's for mine that probably probably a year ago that was the natural matchup for Josh Rotham but it seems like they're playing him as a bit of a runner, less of a lockdown now mm. um, in that in that system that they're playing. So I don't know who goes to Charlie Kerno, which is dangerous. It is. The only caveat with all of that, and I agree, Mackay and, and Kerno on a normal Sunday would think, oh dear, the rain and the wet weather forecast for the weekend just might neutralise that a fraction. Yes. Ball might be on the deck a bit more. So it mightn't be such a – I mean, obviously you'd like to have McGovern out there, but having – 
the wet conditions as they are, I think that possibly neutralises the Carlton tall threats to some degree. Yes. Not not everything, but to some degree. Who are we picking? Oh, I, and I'll be uh, I'll be down the boundary with Fox Footy. Uh, so it's good to hear that the forecast is rain. Um, I've got no. Well, I've got a little bit of sympathy for you. You got none. No, you've no. Got none. <laughs> you've got none. I'll be in the six PR box and just uh, keeping the hands warm and just watching you uh, go about your business and send, hugging all the players. Send and- some prayers. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> be careful doing that. Um, send some prayers out for me, won't you? Uh, who are you picking? West Coast or Carlton? I just, like I just think Crips. Yeah. Um, and Co. I mean, Walsh is in really good form. I, I think Carlton. I'll be annoyed if West Coast wins because I'm picking Carlton, and I've been all about West you Coast have. post the buy. I'm picking Carlton, and you watch. You watch what happen. You just watch nice and carefully. You send a text message down to me on the boundary, and I'm soaked in rain as West Coast beat Carlton. Yeah, this match means Carlton. put it this way: if you're talking about motivation, this yeah. match means so much more to the Blues yeah. than it does to West Coast. So it would be an indictment on them. Yeah. And given the the outs for, for West Coast. Carlton, their form, the form line shows they should be winning this. So that that's all I'm going on. That's the uh, West uh, Western perspective there. Carlton and Fremantle to win on that. You are on the Shelter Footy Cast. Let's get into the rest of the round. Geelong v Melbourne. Game of the round this week. This isn't a hard one. This is this is the game of the round. Maybe the season. Yeah, Geelong v Melbourne. I wrote Geelong off at the start of the year. I wrote the middle off, off the year. I wrote in the middle of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the at the schedule. They're sitting second on the ladder against a Melbourne team who I don't think really has been uh, as backwards as some people have, have thought after losing those three games in the middle of the year. They're still the best side. And they add just a couple of good players, Gorn and Jackson, back into the team. So Geelong v Melbourne, how this goes, it's 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 in Geelong. Is that correct? It's tonight, that tonight, Park? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's right. Yeah. So on a Thursday night they've put a game in Geelong. Yeah, well, they'll still that would be a full house, won't it? Yeah, it will be. But I mean, you think it should have been Friday night? I'm not sure that the, the six day breaks and all that was happening with that. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a perfect Friday night game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I do love a Thursday night game though. So it'll be at Cadinia Park. How's this stat? Uh, Melbourne has played the most games at Cadinia Park since 2000, other than Geelong, of course. Collingwood haven't played there since <laughs> 1999. <laughs> does that does that seem ridiculous? You were still probably. In Geelong then, were you? Yeah, absolutely I was. Ten years old. That's extraordinary. Um, well, it's just crowd-related, isn't it? So, uh, And Melbourne's form there, look, they got belted under Dean Bailey by, oh, that. by a, a cricket score, and that was like just the most embarrassing performance you'll see from Melbourne, essentially. That's where North Melbourne's at right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that being said, last year... And their form against them will stack up pretty well because that the famous victory with Max Gorn taking a mark yes. in the last seconds of the game, Geelong's defenders somehow just left this little gap. Anyway, he kicked the goal and they're on their way to winning a premiership. Well, that, that changed the course of the Final Four makeup. That that game, I think it put Melbourne to the top of the ladder where they may have been second or third after that. So they'll have great confidence going in. But Geelong playing really good footy. Got to put take your hat, hat off to them. Um, it's on the back of their forward line. Most most teams, I think, is on the back of their midfield and how their midfield goes about it. Now, Geelong's clearly doing it and getting it in there, but Geelong's forward line with Hawkins, Cameron, and not many people would have said it, Stengel, um, that, that, that three is kicking a lot of goals and making it very difficult for sides to play against them. And does the inclusion of Gorn and Jackson... Um, keep it out of Geelong's forward line with some midfield dominance, is that how this game goes? Because Melbourne's got the best midfield in the comp. They have. But there's not too many weaknesses with Geelong. I mean, we all say their age and maybe their lack of yeah. speed, but 
their defence, albeit Tom Stewart not there, that's obviously yep. significant. Yep. But their forward line you mentioned, their midfield, Paddy Dangerfield comes back, kicked a goal inside 15 seconds against North. So that they would have set him for, if not last weekend, certainly this match to be cherry ripe at home. So, yes. yeah, look, the Cats, I'm always loath to pick against them. Joel Selwood comes back after being managed to Coning, I like as a young player. Yep. Um, and you mentioned the two bigs for Melbourne. Hopefully this game lives up to the hype and, and the latter positions, which means it should be a beauty. Geelong will go close to top if they win this, right? They're a game behind Melbourne right now. I'm not sure where percentage sits, but if Geelong win this, even if they don't go to the top of the ladder, it's it's the mental side of things. It's the mental win that you can have against the team. Yes, it's at home. Um, you know, Melbourne, like you said, have history at the game, at, at the ground in, in Cadinia Park, effectively GMHBA Stadium. So, look, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um uh, Tomlinson comes out. He was the Medi sub. Um, Mitch Brown omitted. Sam Wiedemann omitted. So they're to make way for the tools coming in. Stephen May's been back in the side a few weeks now. He shores up that defence. We know that. Can they hold up against Hawkins and Cameron? Uh, you know, I, I don't think Lever goes to a Cameron. Lever, Lever actually plays on a mid-sized player and looks to drop off a bit more. So... Cameron's a very tough matchup because yeah. he's got the the engine. Yep. He's got the all the marking ability. He's got so much. Just going back to your, your ladder position, if they win, the percentage as it stands is I think one thirty nine to one thirty five. So they've got a chunk to make up, but nothing no. that can't be uh, erased over the next few weeks if required. So uh, Isaac Smith's two fiftieth game, and you've been strong on the fact that uh, Geelong are a club that uh, lift for their milestone men. Big game for Isaac Smith coming. You, uh, you, you watch. If you want to watch something uh, on tonight, Thursday night, and and you want something of interest, watch Geelong how they treat Isaac Smith. I guarantee you, they'll be going out of their way to get him involved in the game. So he's he's going to kick. I think he'll kick two. Have close to twenty five touches. Skate. I think he'll have a big game. Happy with that? You okay. just you just mentally noting those for the um, punt on the weekend. Or More what? importantly, I'd like to know who's winning the game from your perspective. Geelong in Geelong. Um, which will be a very big win because I still think Melbourne's the best side in the comp by by a fair margin. I, I think Melbourne are the better team in the competition, beat anyone, but Geelong in Geelong for mine. You And this was played, how far away is the MCG? 80Ks, 100Ks? Yeah, it's not about the drive. No, no, I'm talking oh. about how far away is the MCG from, from Geelong. Yeah, yeah, 100Ks, yes. Yeah, so 100Ks away this game's played at the MCG. Yes. Melbourne, they Melbourne play, I, I pick Melbourne every day. That's what I'm saying. So that's the difference between yeah. me picking Geelong, which I have as well. Yeah. I think they just play the game ground so well. I mean, the Dockers beaten this year, but they're, they're few and far between. Sydney v Western Bulldogs. We both picked Geelong. You watch Melbourne win. Sydney, Western <laughs> Bulldogs, Friday night at the SCG. This is a good game. Um just because both sides are about the same level at the moment. Both have the potential to, you know, beat most sides when they're on, but when they're off they could pretty much lose to anyone as well because that's there been both of these teams' season is potential great, haven't lived up to that potential, and, and they're both in the same bracket there. No question. And I was disappointed with Sydney last week. I mean, they yep. they seemed to have the game under control against Essen. I watched the first quarter, and I think they had five goals to two. Yep. But they just didn't finish off the match, and John, John Longmire must be absolutely frustrated and, and, and just unable to get his finger on why this team who's got they've got a new you're a big fan of the Sydney yep. Swans and still, what they bring to the table. Yeah. They can't win the flag. Yeah. I mean they're gonna have to turn things around very quickly. I, I don't know. I think I can't really put my finger on the pulse why they can't win the flag because they've they've they tick a lot of boxes. Like the their forward line is dangerous. They have goal kickers there. Their midfield I think 
may be the problem a little bit. Uh, Mills has been down on form. He's their best midfielder when he's up and going, and he hasn't been playing as well as he could have been. They've got Luke Parker in there. He played his 250th last week. He's a good player, but do they have that game-breaker in there? Do they have that that Oliver, that danger field, if you want to use him? Well, Heaney was a guy that I thought could be that. He's done this the last three or four years. Comes out, he's kicking five goals in the game. He's He looks like the, the, the greatest player to ever play. I haven't mentioned his name in six weeks. Where's he gone? I haven't seen him at all. Tim English comes back into the side after concussion. He's missed two weeks. So that's his second bout of concussion this year, which is which is always dangerous on those repeat head knocks. So we wish him the best. But him coming back into the team against uh, Tom Hickey, a former teammate of mine. Tom Hickey's story's great. He's, he's gone over to Sydney. He's had twins over there. Um, and he's playing the footy of his life. He plays a big picture of how Sydney goes. I think he's... Um, competitive element, you know, inside the contest. Once the ball hits the ground, is probably similar to Tim English. Tim English has turned himself into that sort of midfield roaming ruckman. Um, so that's a big clash, English v Hickey. Uh, I don't know who to pick, and I don't know who wins. Well, I think Sydney for me, it's a bit like John. The, the SCG form, it's it's a bit like Brisbane at the Gabba. Um, Sydney not so dominant at the SCG in recent times, but. I'm not sure about the Bulldogs. I, I think they fired the best shot. I'm not sure. I mean, they lose this. I think they're officially gone. For this the is year. The, this is the last time I pick Sydney. If Sydney lose, and I've picked them, last time I pick them all year. I'm not picking Hang them on again. A sec. You I'm, just said you just given us the greatest talk up about how you think they have all the bones and all the structure to be a, and a, a, a contender. Them. And I've picked them. But, but if, if they, they lose, <laughs> you're off. I'm I'm off the bandwagon. Mark this point right here. I'm off the bandwagon if they put a terrible performance together. So we're both picking Sydney. Yeah, you're fickle, aren't you? Exactly. Fickle. Oh, please. <laughs> Port Adelaide, Dunn and Dust. Who else? Essendon, Essendon, the worst team in the competition. Come and beat my team, Sydney. Anyway, Collingwood v North Melbourne. You won't waste too much time. But Darcy Moore might play. I'm <laughs> not sure he will, but much why would you, why would you yeah, waste uh, uh, any, any element of danger of him injuring his knee any further or just give him a rest? I know North Melbourne, that sounds a bit arrogant if you, you know. No. Don't play him. Do don't not play him. play him. No. Um, uh, he's been cleared of any ACL damage, but it's also a knee injury of some description. Like yeah. he, It looked like he had injured it. So Bigger fish to fry. He's not playing. Um, Jeremy Howe might come back. So he's missed a couple of weeks with stomach illness. Uh, J- J- Jason Horn francis back from suspension. Well, So wouldn't he come straight back into the side? Why would he go through the VFL? I have no idea. Apparently that's what's happening. That can't be the case. <laughs> you can't have your number one draft pick. Who has, it's not like he hasn't... Showing that he can play the game this year. Can he leave at the end of this season? I thought there was a, I thought it was a two year deal initially that was in place for for draftees. Now I stand corrected. Um, I, I think it's a minimum two year contract. Yeah, but, so, but, but can you? Could you get traded though? You can get tra- well. I don't know, but he, he'd be seriously <laughs> well, considering. We have hold of Belly, and that's <laughs> Gavin Bell or Peter Bell. Might yes. be able to give us a, the yeah, info correct. on that. Um, yeah, whether or not Jason Horn Francis can leave the club. Uh, Colin will win this one. Uh, yeah, they? put it away. Uh, I'm not sure which percentage means much to them at the moment, but well, they need would. to win by 10-plus goals. They've 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 uh, won almost six in a row, I think, now. They've so won six. They can win ten in a row, Yeah, Scoey, potentially, which, which puts will, them in the mix for top four. They will finish top four if they continue to win, which is, I think, incredible. Like an inc- It's incredible. a great story. And yeah. people can bag Collingwood. I, actually, I just in brief, I gain a lot of respect for Collingwood after their grand final loss to you. Yep. The way they handled defeat, which would have been gut-wrenching, Nathan Buckley, Eddie Maguire. I thought they, as a club, yeah. were, and this you know, can be cheeky and say, look, they're used to losing grand finals, but I thought they were outstanding as a football club in yep. that very tough moment. Yeah, I agree. Eddie Maguire was in the rooms before families were, he, uh, into the West Coast rooms. And you know how, I know there's a bit of theatre with that perhaps, but 
when you when no, you I love your footy like him, I'm saying, yeah, and his club like him to walk in there and say, well played. That would have that for me mark of a. A great man. Yep, correct. Um, Collingwood will win that yep. easily. Gold Coast v Richmond Metricon. I think this is a really, really mm. interesting matchup because Richmond. Oh, I look, <laughs> put them with Geelong. I wrote them. I said they're, they're they're done. They're over the hill. They're dusted. Well, I tell you what, they're back in back in the big game at the moment. Dustin Martin will miss with a little hammy. Maybe it was sort of weird what's going on there. He's rumoured to not be at the club next year. Well, he was very talkative to the media the other day when Mitch Cleary went. All he had to say is going now. Hang on. Well, hold your thought. <laughs> okay. We've we got this later on in the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, but but he's been rumoured to go into Sydney. Like that's that's that's. Growing momentum that Dustin Martin might be playing at Richmond. He must enjoy whether it's the anonymity that's uh, attached to Sydney, which which would be true. The lifestyle that would perhaps be very as well. True. So who knows? But Damien Harwick's given him his blessing, by the way, as we know. To say, look, if you if he decides to leave, he's done. He's repaid us in spades. So he won't play. Nick Vloston accepted his one match as he should have. Suspension for, for yes. hitting Robbie uh, Connor West. Head. Yeah, it was I thought it was I thought it was easily won. Anyway, yeah. Um, so he cops his whack, and that's a big blow for, for the Tigers. How's this little Charlie special for you Thursday morning, evening, whenever you're listening? Richmond sitting in seventh. Teams in seventh are 14-1 and one for the season, Skate. So, that, so it doesn't matter who it is. Whoever's in seventh coming into the weekend, they win every game other than one. Does that make sense? It does, It, it looks like you're trying to wrap your head around it. No, I've got it If now. you're in seventh yeah. at the start of the round, you, you win. win. You uh, win. Unless so, the one. I don't oh, know the one and of course, is. I've... Yeah, I won't... Who have you picked? Gold Coast. Yes. <laughs> I'm picking Richmond. On the back of that, I'm picking Richmond. Yeah, this is tough. So this, is, this is an ambush by Charlie and Scully because <laughs> I didn't know that stupid stat and now um, I'm I'm a bit cooked over that. Um, I don't it's know, all luck. That has nothing to do with anything. Well, that if it's all luck, I'm like George Costanza. I, mean, I could fall into a barrel full of nipples and come out sucking my thumb when it comes to luck with footy tipping. Never, ever on my side. I've tipped the Gold Coast Suns. They should have beaten Collingwood last week. They get rolled. I'm sticking with them. Mind you, uh, here's a stat. Richmond, I think, have won their past 11 games or thereabouts at Metricon Stadium because of the, you know, the hub situation. They played a lot of footy there. And you've, and you've picked Gold Coast I've on tipped, the back of all that. No, on the back of Stuart Jew. Ah, uh, yes. And I think that will... Uh, I don't know why I've tipped Isaac Rankine, I think, is <laughs> a gun. And I just think that hopefully they can... Uh, they're, not, they're pretty... Pretty good up there. They're very, at the very least, they're very competitive. The Suns up there. Richmond are playing their way at the moment. They've True. got the knock on, hit on. Um, it it suits Gold Coast. That's why they won so much on the Gold Coast. I think Richmond is. It's a it's a scrappy game because it's so wet and it doesn't need to be raining to be wet. It's a day game and the sun is going to be shining. So that, but I'm just saying, I agree yeah, no, totally no. with you. Yeah, but I, you're right. There, are, mind you, they kicked a score last week against the Eagles, didn't they? And you know, it was dry at the MCG. Yeah, they? it doesn't stop them from playing. I'm just saying when it does turn into that scrappy solid it's play, totally suits them. It's yeah. Richmond, right? So. So um, I'm picking Richmond, you pick Gold Coast. It's good to have something different for the weekend. Port Adelaide v GWS Saturday uh, at Adelaide Adelaide Oval uh, Saturday evening. Um, I think this is another interesting matchup. None of these are blockbusters, but Port Adelaide v GWS, again, uh, probably like the Bulldogs in Sydney, they've had sort of similar years. Um, GWS were really slow to get out of the blocks. Port Adelaide, of course, lost their their first five, and they're fighting against it to – Scrap together a season, mate. Can they make the eight? No, probably not. No. Either of them? No, definitely not. No, 
The Giants. Oh, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking about the that. Giants. I'm just asking. Let me just have a quick squeeze. Yeah. The Giants. Go, I'll tell you what, they can't because they currently are <laughs> in uh, third position. They've got 20 points next to their name. Oh, they're, 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 they're four <laughs> games outside the eight, you knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> there's five games left. Mathematically. Yeah. There's a chance. So there's, yeah. Show me there's a chance. Um, look, I thought Port Adelaide, in all honesty, they're probably the best team outside the eight. I think. Are they? I think they are. because I mean, their, their form, I thought they were very good against Fremantle. I thought they were. They came back in the last quarter. I just think they've, they've got a side. The 0-5 and five has just killed them. So that, they're winning this game, I think, against GWS. Um, they've won seven on the season. They're two seven games. past ten. They're, yep. two, they're two games out of the eight. Yeah. That's, can that's can just, they play finals? No. No, they can't. They can't. No. I think it's a tough ass too. I bet it's round, round yeah. seven. Uh, I, think, I think they've lost to Fremantle. They couldn't have a... A, a, a wrong foot take place, if that makes sense. No, no, not absolutely <laughs> not at all. Couldn't have a, <laughs> a wrong move. I don't know what it is. They, Sorry, Les, we're in the studio for a couple of minutes. They yeah. couldn't afford any banana peels, and that's what they got against the Dockers. Okay. Um, look, they, they win, though, on Friday, on Saturday night. I'm surprised that Robbie Gray couldn't get that uh, kick that goal. That's Robbie Gray. That's him which, all over. Which which is like saying LeBron James can, you know, he, he, you, you remember the ones he has Todd done. Marshall, I mean, yeah. that would have put them in front, but it would have made the last two minutes pretty uh, riveting. Um, correct. Who are you picking? Yeah, Port Adelaide. Yeah, I'll take Port too. I've already got you done and dusted in the Richmond game. Brisbane v... And I'll get a text at, you know, four o'clock and little stupid emoji Bri- with it. Brisbane v Essendon. Oh, I'll look forward to that. what stupid emoji you pick. Do you even know what an emoji is? Seriously. I've, I've got that. I've got that covered. Very now. good. Uh, this is Sunday game. It's an early game at the Gabba. Uh, I see Brisbane possibly winning this game by ten to fifteen goals. I, I, I don't, I don't rate Essendon's comeback and uh, their rejuvenation after the West Coast game. I saw enough with you here in Perth to know that they're not a good team. And for Sydney to lose to them last week, I don't know how that happened. And Brisbane is a much better side at home. Will dominate Essendon this weekend. Yeah, I I agree. I think you're probably right on the money with the, the the margin as well. I think they could make a mess of of the bombers and Brisbane are building. We know though they've got Zorko and Rich will miss. Well, you'd think Rich if they're hamstrings, we're looking at two to three or three yeah. to four minimum probably. Yep, um, so they won't get back till just before the finals. Devin Robertson, interesting uh, with them. WA kid, whether he'll get targeted by either the Fremantle Dockers or West Coast at the end of the season, just depending on how he's how he's tracking. Because he got dropped track- in there. Yeah, got dropped. Um, and Andrew McGrath, ready to return for the Bombers. Look, good win. You've got to give them credit, Essendon, for their victory over yep. Sydney. But I, I agree with you. I thought that was just a, an aberration. I think, yeah, it could get... If it's, a, uh, if it's what is it, 11-10 Sunday, which is middle of the day in Brisbane, haven't looked at the forecast, but if it's a fine, fast track, it'll be yeah. a high-scoring game and Essendon could get absolutely pants. The, the way Essendon does actually make a contest of this, though, is playing that aggressive, yeah, exciting true. footy. like that, And they, they have that in their kit bag. It just... I really think Rutten tried to drum it out of them with this blue-collar stuff at the start of the year. And so the playing group looks confused. Oh, they want to defend. They want to work hard to defend as a team. That They should just be this blitzing, all-out attack uh, all the time type. You know, R- Richmond are a little bit. They, they've got their defence down packed a little bit more. But a Richmond type, where they just get it and they go and they handball and it's just mayhem. That's what Essendon should be. They were a bit like that against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they, yeah. They, Defensively, when they turned it over, they yeah, got correct. carved up. So, by the way, 18 degrees, sunshine at the Gabba. So, if you're inclined to have a look... Uh, I think points will be quite high in that game, just for what it's worth. Are you like? Are you the? Are you a big weather man? 
you know, you, you seem to know what the weather's doing most all, all the time. It's just like it's just something that doesn't really come. Like my mum rings me all the time, says, "Oh, <laughs> weather in Perth tomorrow is going to be good." I'm like, "Mum, what are you talking about? I don't check the weather, but it seems like you do." Yeah, well, I tell you what, when I'm going to the Melbourne Cup, for instance, uh, I always look to see what the derby just just so that it's not going to be feral. I don't know. You're right. I do like to check. Even when I go to Bali, go, what's it going to be like, Bali? You get there, it says thunderstorm, thunderstorm, thunderstorm. You get up there, it's blue skies. You think, oh, well, that was good. I wasted two hours this week looking at the weather. Oh, very good. Packing your bag. Oh, I might put the trackies in for Bali. Oh, boy. Oh, we're off track here. Hawthorne v Adelaide. Uh, I think this is the last game that we're going to look at. Uh, Sunday, one twenty Marvel Stadium. Um, I, I do like all these matchups because I, I find pretty them, even. Yeah, they find them hard to, to to pick. Adelaide, Hawthorne, similar positions on the ladder, similar seasons. They've beaten some okay sides. They've played well against good teams, both of these sides. But when they come up against each other, I think this is a, a game Hawthorne can win. I'm going to pick Hawthorne off the top. Um, I think they are your typical side that um, new coach. Um, they've clearly bought into the system Sam Mitchell's, um, you know, putting putting together. And you probably can say the same same thing about Adelaide under Knicks. But uh, Sam Mitchell, I think, will will have them up and going for this game. It's a winnable game for them, and I think they'll win it and maybe quite easily, to be honest. Six goal win for Hawthorne. I'm picking. Yeah, Marvel Stadium. I think again, high scoring game. Adelaide have had their moments. They they were competitive against Melbourne. They've done. Some nice things, you know, they're, they're probably best win going back, trying to think. They won the showdown earlier in the year, which was yeah. quite emotional after the siren. But, yeah, they're a fair way off. I actually quite like Hawthorne. Yep. But let's be honest, they haven't won for a while. No. And so, uh, yeah, their inconsistencies within matches is what would be not causing concern for Sam Mitchell. He knows exactly what he's got at his disposal. But Mitch Lewis, um, again, just keep an eye on how he tracks and, and see what he delivers this weekend. I think he could have a day out. Good player, Mitch Lewis. Um, an interesting one out of these games is Matt Crouch. So he's been dropped back to the sample for a few weeks now. He's had 42 touches on the weekend, 11 clearances and two goals. Still can't find his way into the team. Team selection still to happen, of course, this evening. But if you're Matt Crouch, are you just out of there? Are you, are you, are you getting your... Packing your bags and getting out of there, or are you? Is this or a Bryce Gibbs type thing? Is it lessons learnt? I don't know. Or why aren't you playing him? Is I don't it? Know. It must be his defensive element. It has to be. He, he can he win get, the footy. We know he can win the footy. He gets the footy, but that's isn't that why they recruited him? They must have known. Yeah, Matt, Matt Crouch when they he's been in the system now to go. Well, this is what he's good at. This is what he's not. So I don't know why. He'd be a he'd be a good addition to a few teams around the league. North Melbourne being one of those, they probably could do with someone who could win the footy inside. I don't know. Just win the footy, full stop. Yeah, yeah. they do have it. We bag North Melbourne a little bit on this. Yeah, no, but it's, they they need help. Yeah, well, that's when it's a different argument, but uh, priority picks. Who knows? They need assistance because the equity of the AFL generally works, but with North Melbourne at the moment, it just looks like a bit Fitzroyish to yep. me. Yeah, which is sad. Uh, Hawthorne, Adelaide, who are you picking? Hawthorne. I'm taking Hawthorne. Yes, I'm taking Hawthorne in Marvel Stadium, yes. Okay, very good. Uh, that's it. That's the round. Done and dusted. Game of the weekend to watch. Pretty obvious this one. Tonight. Mel- Melbourne Geelong. Uh, what are you going to Are you gonna be set up with a couple of shelters? No, uh, well, I yeah, well, I'm off. You know, I'm dry July, so I'm just still uh, no, working my wife right. for that. But if I was, I'd be having one of these. Okay. Uh, doing a bit of radio work, then I'll go home. And my wife's uh, working tonight, so we'll go and watch the footy in good. my peace and quiet with my puppy dog by my side. And yeah, just watch the last half. Very good. Should be a beauty. Uh, looking, you know, when you, when you look at the schedule and you go... Yeah, can't wait. For this. this is an exciting game. This is a match that you think, well, could easily be September. Yep. Finals footy. Exactly. Yep, very good. All right, we're going to finish off on this one. But before we get there, we are with Mark Rennings, Will Schofield on the Shelter Footycast. 
Pardon the interruption. Get into it. We've got three to get through here. I'm going to say a statement. You're going to take a side, Skeet. Now, last week you started ranting on both sides and giving us you know, arguments for both. I just want you to pick a side. Is that all right? Can I, can I get it? Yes, go. Yes. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> just a yes or a no. Living with women for too long, just changing my mind. <laughs> just a yes or a no. You're a great uh, adjudicator there, Mark. Uh, Alistair Clarkson should be the next coach of the GWS. Yes. Wow. Okay. Why? Well, because he's the best credentialed coach out there who's not in employment at the moment. Okay. Um, if you've got the choice, you you take Alistair Clarkson. I mean, you can look at his last few years at Hawthorne, but his numbers suggest that he – and with a team that's not rebuilding. This this Giants team needs some tinkering, but it doesn't need to be stripped back like, say, North Melbourne. I think uh, what McVeigh has done yes. um, puts his hand right up there. I think bringing in a Clarkson – does Clarkson stay there for eight years? Like, are you going to get a long time, long-term coach in Alistair Clarkson? I don't think you are. I think he's looking for a five-year in-out premiership. See you later. Who cares if that's a, if that's what happens? Yeah, no, that might be a good point. But I think what McVeigh's done to this side has changed the way it looks. Now they haven't had, uh, you know, they haven't gone undefeated since he started as coach. But he has relationships with the players, which is incredibly important. And I think getting more and more important. Um, four coaches at the AFL is the relationships you're right yeah so yeah. he has those at the club you bring Clarkson in they're going to start again it's a it's a, it's a restart RGWS at the stage they need a restart I don't think so but you do apparently well I can tell you now and you'll agree with this even though you want to disagree you'll agree with this if Alistair Clarkson is the target for the Giants yes and he says look, he will take the job and and the Giants. If, if they've got a choice right now, he's their man. Has to be. No, it's McVeigh. I think That's you think you think Giants management, if they've got the choice right now, would choose McVeigh against Clarkson. It's too short term. It's a short term thing with Clarkson. And I, I, I don't. I think well, five, you're saying five years. Oh, that's, maybe that's, not even five years. You'd be lucky for five years with Clarkson. I reckon. I reckon he just wants a bit of money. Um, maybe a flag. See you later. Which which which? What does what, that move on to another club? Oh no! See you later. Into the on his horse into the sunset. Okay, so you don't think Alistair Clarkson, if he comes back, will be coming back for the right reasons? That's correct. The league, wow, that's the, a big call. The league that might make headlines elsewhere. No. Oh, well, what do you think? Well, well, hang on. You're saying that a coach of his acumen just wants to come back for a money grab and, and nick off. Well, what 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 does he want to come back? He's he done, wants to come back for a premiership. He's, he's done that though. He's won premierships. I don't think it's a bad thing that he's coming back for a bit of a short term. What, what's he coming back for? He's won premierships. He's he's. Why do co- we all keep working to try? I mean, you, you, you want to try and be successful. Money, <laughs> money mate. Yeah, fair call. Well, you, if I give you ten million bucks right now, what do you get? You coming into the shelter footy cast? Well, I wouldn't miss it for the world, Scully. I mean, just you know, get my get my shelter, get my little a bottle of water. It used to be big bottles of water. Then now down to the the, the, the Qantas, the Jetstar hey. size water. <laughs> just piss off, mate. The league should intervene at North Melbourne. Yes, has to. They, they have to because if they're able to stand up and say, we've given the Giants, the Gold Coast Suns, and the support they've handed them over the years, and we've all sort of accepted that as being part of the rebuilding and, and expansion of the AFL, the North Melbourne is a club that needs, if not intervention, some, some guiding hands from the AFL to make sure they get, uh, when I say the next coach right, they get everything in place, right, given that David Noble's questionable position at the club. They need to help them become more than just a laughing stock of the AFL, which they are at the moment. I can argue black and blue about almost anything in my entire life. 
I agree with you. I can't say no. It's a yes for mine as well. North Melbourne need intervention because they haven't been able to sort it out themselves. Let's yep. do this last one. Um, players need to make themselves more accessible to the media. Now, this is on the back of Dusty Martin's doorstop. So, you're in the media. Yeah. So, so am I. But I would have suggested that, and you've seen the vision of Mitch Cleary, that how hard is it? And I know Dusty's not a media person per se. I remember going to Eagles training, and of course, the trick back then, uh, if it was Daniel Kerr or someone who didn't want to speak to you, it'd be they just walked to their, their car yes. with their phone on their ear and pretending they're talking, which, yes. of course, you know, they weren't. Um, so I get it all. How hard is it to say, oh, mate, not sure yet? Later in the week, we'll find out. I mean, how hard is that to, to do that? I, I, I don't get the – when you say intrusion, Nathan Buckley saying, you know, it's, it's offensive and intrusive. I mean, turn it up. Well, but how hard is it to not be there in the first place? Like, what is that grab? Like, so you, I haven't been in, in, in TV land, yep. which is cl- clearly hasn't gone down there off his own. To, no. Channel 7 has said, go down there, get a grab. Get some vision at the get very some, least. Get some vision. What – what is that actually giving people? I would argue, what is... Okay, so, I'll just tell say, you why. Okay, t- yeah. But so what is Mitch Cleary going, oh, Dusty, whatever the hell he asked him, and Dusty going, oh, no idea, mate. What does that give anyone? No, but what you're forgetting is, that the top, if we all just said that about every f- injury football of the tie profile, you wouldn't go down and try and see if Nick Nat's got something to say. What if he stopped to, a, to Channel 9, and Channel 7 wasn't there, for instance, and said to the reporter there, Clint Stanaway, for instance, um, yeah, look, oh, you know, not great. I, I, I wish it was, you know, these hamstrings are giving me a bit of issue, and spoke to him for two or three minutes. Your boss would give you the greatest reaming of all time. Mm. Um, so you're right in terms of what the end result was. Why did you go down there? Because Dusty very rarely speaks. But I don't, a, I don't think Channel 9 should be down there either. That's what my counter-argument to that is. Like, just, just let him go and get the scans. And then uh, we've bred this culture of, like, you got to get the grab and you got to get him and you got to, you know. But the only, put it this way, TV's a visual medium. So to, to keep running the injury or what, him sitting yeah. on the bench, you, you like some fresh vision, mm. and that's of Dusty coming out of the, the scan or going into a scan. I mean, we've done it with Michael Walters down the road here. Difference is, son, son comes out, say, Sonny, just give us a word, chats to you for maybe 90 seconds, tells you absolutely zip, that gives you what you want. I don't think it's that complicated, Scully. I would say... And you would do it. You would do it. Yeah, I would say it's a, it's on the clubs a bit as well uh, as the players. So so I don't like the culture of, of doorstopping. I don't like that. Let's park that. Uh, that's not a me- That's not 100% media's fault because I do understand the visual element. I do understand all that. It's on the players and the clubs as well. The, the accessibility of AFL players is not good enough. I will say that. Absolutely. And they want a new broadcasting rights deal that's going to give them some some extra coin. Given my time in the game, given that I had a media interest, I made myself available. If anyone ever called, it doesn't matter who it was, I was like, yep, no worries. You're like Carl Langdon. And you know what? I've got great empathy for for blokes that come out of the the footy and they've they've worked on that element, which you did, and which Carl did over the journey. You think, you know what? They've actually seen what's afterwards. And don't get me wrong, some players have no yeah. interest in going to the media. Which, I get that. Which is fine, but you are paid a lot of money. And, and, and the media, that's how you paid the money is broadcasting rights and visual and people. So yeah. you need to make yourself available. But I don't think the culture of doorstopping is where, that's not where the availability argument is, in my opinion. It's, it's during the week. It's, it's, it's media and communication teams at football clubs that need to, need to work, get, get more progressive, you know, I do a podcast, you know, make players available for that. Don't have me, you know, hunting around trying to backdoor. Look, you should be able to go through the clubs and at most stages of the week, hey, I want to speak to Dustin Martin about his hamstring. Now, yeah. 
you don't want 20 people asking for that. But if, if you do have 20 people, put a press conference on for five minutes. Well, it's not the, that hard. The alternative is, Scully, because Dusty's not great, doesn't feel comfortable in that environment, get your, for instance, your Richmond media team together, say, Dusty, going to grab you for five minutes. Socials. You record it, as in the club records it. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, how are you going? Three minutes, boys, uh, seven, nine, ten, ABC and everyone Easy else. Grabs. Here's what you need. I know it's not what perfect. Tell you what, they'll be using that vision yeah. and that audio. Yeah, uh, correct. The other thing, just qu- quickly before People we People want insight. Of course they do. And briefly, what does change with those walk-ins and walk-outs is player-journalist relationships, which are, are now – Almost non-existent because you don't get that interaction. But um, if I've known you socially, which you used to do, whether it was um, yeah. John Warsfold or whoever it was coming in and out of the Eagles, uh, and oh, there's Skeet, or I know him, or you know, don't yeah. like him or like him, that is where sometimes you'll say, oh, I'll stop with you for, for two secs. The, the relationship that players can have with journalists might just change how that yeah. unfolds. I, which think, I think that's all fixed by access and, and yeah. increased access and, and more trust. insight. And yeah, exactly right. Trust. So yeah, I, I think you need to stop the doorstop though. If, if we go back on that, I think there's no place and there's no, right. there's no reason for it. There's great the vision doorstop. to be had. Remember Tony Lockett throwing crutches at Eddie McCoy? <laughs> They're great visual things. Don't worry about it, Scott. Uh, it's all theatre. I'm pretty sure one of the West Coast boys got caught on, on microphone calling the media pack outside a bunch of vultures. You remember that back uh, in the day? Probably, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, like a uh, fucking bunch of vultures or something and it got played on the news <laughs> that night. And I remember being in the team meeting the <laughs> next day who because they couldn't figure out who it was, a big pack of us. You know, he used to go for a big walk and all the, all yeah. the media used to hang around by the cars. And uh, Anyway, get rid of it. Get it out of the game. We've gone too long. Uh, we've carried on. Absolute shock and awe on that. If you want to get in touch with, with us, follow us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast, or send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. If you see anything over the weekend in regional footy and you'd like a slab of shelters, get in touch. Skeet's not drinking them at the moment. We've got some to give away. I'm in a good mood about it as well. We need you to email us, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on podcasts. Uh, Skeet's going to get stuck right into the Jats crackers no shelters for him he's on dry July but I'll I'll take your share mate tonight and the tipping may the mighty Gold Coast Suns do me a favour <laughs> may, may the most luck win <laughs>